welcome to a special Steel City Derby podcast from the Sheffield Star, combining Owls Almost Live and Blades Almost Live together. It was quite fun last time we did it, so hopefully we'll have uh, the same again this afternoon. I'm joined by the Sheffield United writer, James Shield. Good afternoon, Liam. You're getting top billing today. I suppose the blades are at home, though, so we're not showing sure you. The prerogative of being at home. Yes. Quite right. Yes. Dom Harson, Sheffield Wednesday writer, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy, oh, happy New Year, he's still saying it. It's too late. It's, I think it's, it's too late. Yeah. But it's been so long since we've done the podcast. Yeah, that's a uh, fair point. Yes, and that voice, of course, listeners of ours almost live, will be familiar with Chris Holt. How are you doing? All right. Well, yeah, Good. yeah, steady. We'll kick off by taking a look at where both teams lie, and I think it's probably, given the mo- it's most newsworthy at the minute, it's fair to kick off with Sheffield Wednesday. The appointment of uh, new manager Josh uh, Lahukai. Yes, met him yesterday. Met yourself and yourself and myself. <laughs> so yes, uh, what did you make to uh, to Yoss? Well, um, judging by his press conference, I'm not. There's not going to be any outlandish statements. I think that, that, that as he's repeatedly said, that it's about stability. Um, first things first. You know that's what he's going to be focusing on. The fact is that Wednesday are on a poor run of form. One win from the last 11 matches in all competitions. The 16th from the table, six points off the relegation zone. So um, they've got a heck of a lot of injuries, you know, as he pointed out too. But uh, you still look at the you know, team that started against Carlisle in the Cup from the weekend and over Christmas, and they should be performing a lot better. So um, you know, he'd be looking for an instant reaction in the Steel City derby. I think they were very realistic, weren't they, about the mm. current situation. He could have very easily come in and talked about promotion, as the, the chairman mentioned promotion, mm. but he very much uh, is talking about getting them away from the bottom end of the table, first and foremost. The 13 points off the top six, I I personally think it's they've got to look ahead to next season. It's about rebuilding um, and reshaping the squad. You know, they've got uh, a bloated team. Uh, that's packed full of experience and quality at this level, but they haven't delivered consistently this season, and that's why you know they're in the bottom half of, of the table. And uh, I think first priority gets 50 points as quick as possible and take it from there. You were watching on Chris uh, yesterday. What what did you make of uh, Mr. Lahuka? It was it was hard to take anything from it really. I. I at least like the fact that there weren't any outlandish statements. There was no mucking around. It was just like, right, I've got a job to do here. He, I like the fact that he sort of hinted that you're not really going to see his team properly until probably next year because all he wants to do now is make sure they get away from the bottom of the table and then start looking towards, as Dom says, building a team up and setting it out for a challenge next year. Um uh, he seemed pretty down to earth, pretty. I was going to say positive. It, it was just very normal. There was not nothing outlandish, nothing over the top. It's just right. I've got a job to do here. A recognition, not recognition. Sorry, that it's a tough job. I like recognition. Better, yeah. isn't it? Um, that's two new adjectives this week. We've had cemented, and now cemented, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not an adjective, is it? But sorry, yeah. But yeah, you know so what I mean. He's uh, yeah. He just want. He's just. Uh, he just wants to get cracking. Get them. I presume, going by what he said, 
he's going to make him hard to beat for a few weeks and try and, and try and rebuild the confidence and put points on the board which obviously hasn't been the case for the past goodness knows how long forgot that making teams hard to beat sounds from from certainly things that I've read that you've done Dom is, is what he's, he's mm. pretty good at it's almost going back to the Stuart Gray days I think really that they need that solid foundation again defensively where you know you look at the, the stats don't lie that they've okay they've had to chop and change the back four a lot and the goalkeeper this season through injuries but five clean sheets and 26 matches is not good enough when you consider that uh, in the last three years they'd kept 17, 17 and 16 so that's a huge difference and, and his team his teams are renowned for being hard to beat and to break down and to be honest with you I expect them um, to be pretty conservative and, dis- and defensive when they go to Bramall Lane on Friday I think that's where it will start Do you know what for all of this though I don't think this guy can be looking any further forward than the derby yeah. No He's no, not He's he said that yeah. multiple it's, times it's, yeah, it, Because well. it's such a an emotive fixture you know, if Sheffield Wednesday were playing Bolton Wanderers away from home or whatever, I think you'd be looking at, yeah, long-term plans. He'll be looking at this as an opportunity to really cement his status with the Sheffield Wednesday fans. Now, obviously, Sheffield United and Sheffield United fans are looking at it a, mm. a completely different way. But in, in a sense, you know, you could look at this and think, well, with everything that's going on at Wednesday at the minute, this, this is the last game he, he, he would have wanted. I think you can flip that on the head, on its head, and say, Do you know what? This is probably exactly the game that he would have wanted because it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to get your reign at Hillsborough mm. off to a off to a flying start. So it's a wonderful opportunity. I don't think that's because Sheffield United are, are going into it looking particularly fragile or you know looking particularly yeah. weak in any great areas. But nonetheless, it's a derby game, and it's. It's, it's a game that Sheffield Wednesday can win it's a game Sheffield United can win it's a game that could end in a draw who knows but he he will not be looking any further than this game he made that clear yeah. yesterday in his press conference on numerous occasions I think on the flip side to the, the point James is making is that I think why Wednesday fans will be fearing this fixture is that you look at the patched up back four and it's all very well him trying to get them organised and making them difficult to break down but when you're missing, probably Kieran Westwood, Tom Lees, there's no guarantee Jack Hunt will play. So that's three of your your first choice back five that could be unavailable to him. I think it, you know he's only got a few days to work with this team. He took training for the first time yesterday, so it's going to take him a while to implement his style and his and put his stamp on this team. And he is in the bigger picture. He's going to need a couple of transfer windows at least to put his stamp and put his mark on this team and I think that's why I look at Friday and I know we'll probably talk about it more in detail I, I do look at it and think it in some ways it is a bit of a free hit for him I, I think, think I agree pre- with that. the pressure is off and, and Wednesday and you know Lee Bourne said it the other day you know after a Carlisle game and, no, and who would have thought that we'd be sat here in January talking about Wednesday the big spenders they're going into it as the underdogs, and I think that just shows you, you know, that you know, how much Wednesday have underperformed and how you know United have overachieved so far. I don't think the pressure's off. No, it's I not. I disagree with that, but mm. slightly. It, I no, know what you mean, but, I, but, but in terms of you never go into a derby game with no pressure. No. Yeah, but, but I, 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 I the, think the, the thing um, is, I think what Doug's saying is, it, nothing that he does is going to be his fault. No. 
there's not going to take any any flag for any whatever happens. How can you fault him? He's been in the job less than a week. I think um, clearly it would be you know, not the way he'd want to start his reign if they were to lose three, four nil. That's what that's that's what I think Wednesday fans want to avoid above everything. They don't want to be embarrassed on Friday. And again, that comes back to my point of. I don't think any any of us in this room thought that we would be sitting here over halfway through the season talking about what you know, hoping that Wednesday don't get turned over in the Derby. I think the timing of the appointments almost lifted Wednesday on it's a little bit. Obviously it's not a it's not a name that they know, it's not you're not getting it through that, but I think Everything was very much doom and gloom heading into this game, uh, and I think it's just had a, maybe a little bit of intrigue is, is the right word about it. See exactly what what Lohoka is going to do in this game, and as you say, I think if they don't get embarrassed, and that's almost embarrassing to say that that'll be that'll be a positive. It's it's very interesting, but as I said, we will talk about the game itself a little bit later on, um, James. Where does Sheffield United find themselves at the minute? Obviously, we had a fantastic start to the season. The wins haven't necessarily come lately, but they're still right up there. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, obviously results-wise it's tailed off a little bit in recent weeks, but you've got to say they earned the right with their you know, their results at the start of the season to, to have a little, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite call it a blip, but to have a little downturn like they've, like they've got. I mean, this, this is the whole point of a league season. You know, it's points in the bag, isn't it? It's all of these cliches and they've... That they earned the right to have this, and, and and it's because of the start that they had that they're still only a point outside the playoffs. Mm. Uh, you know, so there's there's no fluke to that, there's no luck to that. They they are where they deserve to be. I I think the one thing that encourages me and that has kept the mood very very upbeat at Bramall Lane, even while the results have dipped a little bit, is the performances. I can always remember Sean O'Driscoll. I mean, let, let's spread our wings slightly further across South Yorkshire but I can always remember him when he was at Doncaster saying and I didn't entirely believe him but you knew the point he was trying to make where he said I don't particularly look at the results that my team get I look at the performances that they're producing and if you I produce think he definitely meant that <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. And, if you, and if you look at the performances I do remember him saying as well I don't know where we are in the league table and I didn't believe no, him when no, he said that no I never believed that when I think the same thing sort of holds true for Sheffield United, really. Uh, you know, because throughout this run, the performance levels have stayed, you know, very, very high. Uh, they've shown all the qualities that you would expect from a Chris Wilder side, which is a lot of guts, a lot of bottle. Uh, I'm thinking of the game at Aston Villa where they were 2 0 down very, very quickly, came back to 2 all, could quite easily have won the game, and I don't think. Steve Bruce listened to him speak afterwards would have complained so much had they won it. So I think they go into it in, in pretty good sort of psychological shape. Physical shape, they've got a few issues, as you would expect any team to have at this stage of the season. Uh, but all in all, I think they're you know, I think they're in pretty good pretty good shape. A lot's been said about Paul Coots and obviously the the downturn in form has sort of come as he's been injured and ruled out for the rest of the season is that still something they're getting to grips with not having Paul Coots in that midfield I think they're coping with it now uh, listen you can dress it up as much as you want and I, I completely understand why why Chris Wilder sort of dismissed the whole idea that that downturn 
occurred when, when Paul Coates got injured. I, I understand why he said it. I think privately we'd probably tackle the issue in a slightly different way. Paul Coates is a big, big player for Sheffield United. Be a big player. The way he was playing this season, be a big player for anybody in that division. So, of course, it's a blow to lose him. But, you know, they brought a young player in, young in terms of age, young in terms of experience, John Lundstrom. And, you know, he's a different player to Paul. I think when he first came in, he was, you know, inevitably being compared to him. It was probably slightly unfair. Chris made that point. But that is where the issue came because they had, you know, the, the way that midfield worked, Everybody, there was no secret to it. Everybody knew what they did. Everybody knew what the roles were. And there was a lovely rhythm to it. And when John Lundstrom came in, no fault of his own, as I say, he's a different player. But it did change the dynamic of the way that they had to do things in midfield. And I think there was a period of adjustment for him. There was a period of adjustment for John Fleck. I think they're coming through that now. Uh, but they have just had to slightly tweak the way that they the way that they go about things. So, yeah, of course it's an issue. Of course it has been an issue. But, you know, they've won games now since without Paul Coates. And I think just getting over that sort of psychological hurdle has been quite a big thing for them. The midfield could obviously change shape this week uh, with the transfer windows open. We're expecting Ryan Leonard that to be announced today as we record, aren't we? On, uh, Fingers on crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Long awaited transfer. Yeah from Southend but what else are United looking to do ahead of Friday well if all goes to plan he's looking to get two more players in uh, one possibly on a permanent but possibly two on loan uh, I mean the budgetary, budgetary constraints that Chris is working under they're, they're pretty well publicised uh, so the Premier League loan market is obviously a, a route to him I think that's where possibly he can get most value for money uh, you know he's, he's he's performed well in that so far uh, in 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 that area of the of the transfer market. I think the one thing Chris is looking at is, <clears throat> I mean obviously he's not a manager. He's, he, one of the things one of the things I, I love hearing him say, <coughs> excuse me, is there's there's no sense at Sheffield United that oh we've come up, aren't we doing well? We're seventh in the table. You know, we don't really want to kick on. We probably won't go down this season, so that's been a great year. He actually wants to keep driving this club forward, and I, I think that's something that has really contributed to their results as well. It's given the players a mindset that you know we're not here to just make the numbers up. We're not here. There's no sense of sort of there's no inferiority complex in the squad. You know, they they know that they're a good side, they're good players and that they can do well in this league. I think the one area of concern that Chris has got is that even when you go to clubs like Preston, who with the greatest respect to them are not a big financial hitter in the in the championship, but you look through on the back of the programme and you see two players like for like in every position, and that's something that perhaps Sheffield United haven't got at this point in time. And you saw that just going back to the Paul Coote situation mm. because what suddenly Chris was having to do was almost create two new problems in the team to try and solve a problem in midfield players were having to get moved about you know <clears throat> players were being asked to do slightly different things to what they've been doing all season and continuity is one of Sheffield United's big big strengths under Chris so 
I think he wants to get into a situation where are you the team the starting eleven is probably a little bit tougher for him to pick than it is now. He'll, he'll want serious selection issues going forward. But also, he wants to get into a position, and this is quite understandable, whereby if a player drops out, he comes in. I don't suddenly have to shift poor old Chris Basham, who gets moved around here, there and everywhere. We'll probably end up playing in goal at some point this season if if things carry on. But, you know, he'll have to move him into midfield. I then have to move him from wing-back. He just wants that thing where... If there's a problem, it's easily solved and it doesn't impact upon other areas of the start. Well, that, that's probably an indication of how quickly Sheffield United have moved, have moved up and, and the enormity of, of the, the change at the club and, and, and how quickly that's come about because Preston have been building that team. That, that squad that you're talking about really kicked in last season and that was the build-up from whenever they got promoted from League One. They were working on that for a couple of years and then hit that peak last year. Chevy United have managed to do that all in one go. And being caught out, it's not the right term for it, but it gets to the point where you go, well, hold on a minute here, we've maybe used all our resources as best we can here. We, we need to try and, and build on that. It's part of that progression, isn't they're it? They're sort of catching up on yeah. themselves a bit. I think the other thing it goes to show is the difference in finances between League One and the Championship, yeah. which people overlook as well. Mm-hmm. Don't the suggestion was yesterday when we spoke to the new manager that Wednesday wouldn't be doing anything this week necessarily. We were very much I think assessing. he kept pretty tight-lipped yeah, pretty, about that. Mm, yeah, well, what, uh, what have you gathered it, from... Uh, well, it was sort of defined, wasn't it, that... You know, eyebrows were definitely raised over the fact that Josla Hukai is not head coach, he's manager. But Chairman Chairman Dapon Chancier sort of made it pretty clear that um, Carlos Carvalho, when he was appointed, could have been could have been manager, but he preferred the title of head role. So really, you know, it's it's just it's fine detail. As far as he's concerned, you know, Hukai is going to work as part of. That recruitment drive, so he will it, again. He will have a big say on identifying and recommending players, but then the final decision will, will rest with with the chairman as to whether they sign them. He made that quite clear. Yes. <laughs> but um, to answer your question, I wouldn't be surprised if they did bring in a new face. Uh, you know, before Friday, uh, you know, I think they need it. I, I think um, a new face would lift them. I think it would give them a boost and. You look at them defensively; they've got two senior, recognised centre halves. That's all they have, um, you know. With Tom Lees and uh, you know Joe Van, Ar- Van Arken injured, you've got Glenn Leuvens and Federico Venancios, and and then after that, you're looking at it's Sam Hutchinson or Daniel Padil. You'd be asking them to fill in there, which is not ideal. And uh, I, I would imagine that um, you know, the noise is coming out of the club is that it would probably be a loan signing you know it's the loan market that they're, they're looking into um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see it, you know the, the, again the chairman said that they will try their best to support the manager uh, and so how many moves they're making in the transfer market I would I would think that it would be the same for a lot of clubs I think the majority of the business might be done towards the back end of the window <laughs> To finish off, then we'll look at the game itself. Um, obviously, we know the scenario. We know that it's very much flipped from where it was in September. We were talking in September 
rightly or wrongly, the Wednesday being the powerhouse, the big spenders, the team that if, if they were switched on, you would turn up and expect them to. I know you disputed that, James, because, and rightly so, as it proved, in the end of the United Collective went in and... Um, I'm, I'm pulling a face because I'm not so sure this has flipped as much as perhaps we might think it has purely because of everything that goes around a game like this and I might be I might be old fashioned you know but I do think you know no matter who you are whether you're United you're Wednesday you know there's an awful lot that gets thrown on top of you in this game and you can be as experienced as you want to be but I mean I, I got slaughtered by the coaching staff at United last time we did this for you know refusing to make a prediction and I'm I'm, I'm probably going to do the same thing again but the only reason you're I say you're not for a big red to win do you? no I'm not no. <laughs> but the the only reason it's I say that up, is yeah. games like this they, 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 they do hinge on tiny things at times hmm. and just because of the atmosphere that goes with it the emotion that goes with it I, I think they're, they're, they're horrible games to try and predict mm. I mean, so you, there's no about, doubt Sheffield United go into it in better shape yeah. there's absolutely yeah. no doubt about that mm. but I think to say you know just as I said last time I don't think it was quite as black and white blue and white red and white as, as some people were making out and I don't think this game is either you know uh, I, I, I genuinely don't for some of the reasons that we, that we outlined earlier yes United are in better shape Yes, they're quite clearly in better form. You look at the, the league table, plus the fact after the FA Cup they go into it on the back of a win. But, you know, this isn't the same Sheffield United side that is going to have that, that played at Hillsborough. I know Wednesday have got injury problems as well, so I think that the dynamics changed. I must admit, I, and again, it's this and this is no dig, I'm not kicking Chris or Dom under the, under the table here. I've got slightly less sympathy with the injury situation at Wednesday than I do at United simply because of the sheer amount of money that's been lavished on that squad and I think this is from a personal perspective again it's not a dig I think there's been I don't think there's been enough systemic and strategic planning in terms of where that money's been spent at Wednesday there is no doubt when you're paying the wages that Wednesday are to some exceptionally good players that you should be then looking and saying we've only got two centre-halves left in this squad well, no matter how you make many injuries there are well, that, United, that should United, not have happened United were always going to be more likely to miss a key player yeah. than, than Wednesday should have I, I, I think everybody yeah. said it as well the fact that and, and as it got repeatedly used as an excuse by Carlos Carrell that the team should be good enough just to be alright not to be sliding down the table the, the, mm. the sort of Second string that they've had to come in should be more than good enough to be comfortably. I think one of the first things the new manager will do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is but he's got to actually look at rebalancing that squad yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some players will probably have to go because you can't keep collecting football players. You know, it doesn't lead to a very happy dressing room mm. and it doesn't do your FFP nope. balance sheet any good either. So I would imagine some, filled up, I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine some are gonna go after have to go out the door. Mm -hmm. But you know, so I I I've got less sympathy with with Wednesday than United when it comes to when it comes to injuries. But I just think they, they these are horrible games to try and yeah. to try and predict. Mm -hmm. So you know, you 
obviously Sheffield United at home you know it's going to be a terrific atmosphere isn't it up there under lights they'll have the, the majority of the crowd but I, I know the Wednesday fans will make themselves heard up there as well I, do you know what one of the things I love and it, it, despite what I just said there about the injury situation and why I think it's, it's poor that it's come about at Hillsborough but one of the things as well and this isn't a dig again but one of the things I love about these games at the minute is you've got just two two very different teams in terms of how they're going about confronting the challenge as well you know obviously Wednesday have got access to money that United can probably only dream about at the moment and they're going about it one way and that's fine that is not there's no fault attached there there's no blame you've got the money you you spend it and United are obviously having to go about it in a very different way uh, and, and, and I just think that makes this game even better because not only is it two different teams it's two very different approaches yeah. as well I think that's brilliant mm. great for the City Don't know how you're feeling about Wednesday heading into this game I'd like to think that whatever team Josla Huke selects on Friday that they will have in the back of the mind what happened at Hillsborough and they'll be hurting and they'll be wanting to put that right and put in a much better performance and James is right in you know saying that yeah Wednesday do have a shed load of injuries however that team will still be and should be more than strong enough to compete with United on Friday um, and that's why I I think that they will go with a cautious approach and they will go I think with the onus will be on United to, to break them down and I think that that's what they'll be working on this that's week that's after the uh, first uh, game but, mm, well yeah. I, I, but I think look United the way they perform this season you have to show them a lot of respect how can you not like they've got players who can seriously hurt Wednesday. I think Friday. United. I think United and will I, show Wednesday yeah. a lot of respect as well because mm. that, although Chris is mm. ver, is a very front foot manager and it is very much about you know us trying to take the initiative and what we can do rather than the opposition. You do, you do look at it. He's still very respectful of the mm. yeah. you know of the opposition's danger men. Mm. Uh, and I know lots of people like to say let's go into these games show absolutely no respect whatsoever well it's a recipe for disaster yeah, yeah. yeah. you know that yeah. so I think there'll be there'll be lots of mutual respect on both sides I think that'll be reciprocated and the Huke he recognises the importance of this derby and I think he already he, he's not afraid to big it up more than mm. what Carvalhoel did and I think a, a lot of fans you know if you ask Wednesday supporters that's what disappointed them you know, in the lead up to the last derby, that he sort of gave the impression it, it's just another game. Mm. It really isn't. That you know, this this, this matters. Interestingly, Lee Bone has said that yeah. on three or four occasions of in the past couple of yeah. weeks about, and, and about I, the importance. I of and I and I do think that some of the Wednesday players, I do think that in the last derby, they did underestimate. You know how much this means to the fans, uh, and and I'm I, again, not sure I, I, that. they're big game players, but that they, I think, even you know, if, just look at Barry Bannon, you know, who's again played in the Premier League, played for Scotland. You know, he was blown away by you know what the derby, you know, what it was, and and the, also look at just the, the repercussions of that defeat. You know, one side has just kicked on and have just maintained their position. Wednesday, 
their form has just nosedived. You know, it's four wins from the last 17 games since that derby. That derby was a turning point in the season for Wednesday. And so this is actually an opportunity to make amends. It's redemption, really, I think, is Friday. And that's why there is pressure on Wednesday. But, of course, then, you know, you look at the form book and how things have panned out, you know, everyone will be expecting United to to do the business. This game in Sheffield is bigger than El Clasico. It's bigger than the old firm. It's bigger than Liverpool versus Manchester United. It's bigger than the derby of Italy. You know, this for people in Sheffield, this people outside might disagree, mm. but for people in Sheffield and the players involved, this is the biggest game on the planet. Yeah. It's not bigger than Glenswell versus Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I I am um, I'm fearing the worst for Wednesday. I think you're probably reflective of the view of most Wednesday artists, I, to be honest. Um, I think I, I genuinely fear if if United score as early, certainly as early as they did in the last game, if that happens again, Wednesday got walloped. There is no character in this team whatsoever to be able to come back from that. And if we, if Wednesday go a goal down in this game, particularly early on in the game, mm. I could not see them coming back. In fact, I could see them falling. Like I think you could apply that to any game that Sheffield Wednesday play. Yep. And can you, can you imagine this team with thirty odd thousand people shouting at them, taking a mick out of them because they're they falling behind again? This team will wilt if they fall behind. So the most most important thing that they do and. Luhuke has rightly said that he has to stabilise his team and make them as hard to beat as possible, certainly in the early part of this game. And if that means playing the most boring, mm. negative football possible, then do it. Because, like I say, if they concede early, this game's over. In fact, it could end up being embarrassing. The, 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 the one thing that's interesting, I, I think about this, and I, I'm, I, I don't know about that, but I will say, if Wednesday win with the way United are and the way they go about their business you know Wednesday will have earned it oh yeah oh yeah because yeah. The, the one thing that you can say about Sheffield United is that they give it a go and they fight and they battle and they don't know when they're beaten mm. you know as you saw that Aston Villa two goals down very very early on they could have quite easily folded going into that game felt sorry for themselves here we go again you know, because they weren't on a great run of form going into that game, but they dusted themselves down, took a point from the game. So Sheffield United will, even if they don't play well, mm. they'll battle and they'll fight. Could you yeah, see? Could them. you see this Wednesday team coming back from two 0 down <coughs> at Aston Villa and getting a point? Not, not no right chance. now. No, it's interesting, but it's just often under belly, and it's, yeah. it's the, there is a weak mentality. But that's confidence as much as anything. That you know, results. Can, have, we can only have, hope have that they build their confidence comes back. As the game goes the, on, the only thing the, the only thing I would say is that there's still the same group of players, and they've added a few more that were doing that last year and were doing it the first season under Carvalho. Cardiff away in the first season, they were two 0 down. They came back to draw two. If you're a Wednesday fan, that. you would think surely of all games, this is the fixture that's going to gal them. Yeah, and, it, it, it has and to. It has to they, they, they did it at Hillsborough in the yeah. first game yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and back, it's true if yeah. Mark Duffy had put that ball mm. into the side netting 
yeah. and not scored. But, but since that, yeah, who knows? All it could not, have been the, the entire season could have. We've yeah. talked about it being the tipping yeah. point, and and yeah. it, and it has been. They, they showed that character mm. there undeservedly so yeah. to, to find themselves at two one. And when you go back but, to that fixture, I mean, the, you know the player that I I do think I'm going to say him again is Sam Hutchinson, who they badly missed on yeah. that day. He, yeah. You know he is exactly the right sort of character that you need. Do you know I'm going to throw be, another one in here as well because I think. There's another player that Wednesday could have done with in this game. Actually, forget this game. In the run they're in at the mm. moment as well. And I'll tell you what, I think is the for all the selections that we made there, I think if you're taking the teams like for like, he's the Wednesday player who I actually think, do you know what, do really well and could fit straight into that United side, and that's Sam Winnell. Mm. He's a grafter, he works yep. hard, he can finish. And you know what? For all the fact we talk about science and tactics and formations and all of this stuff at times, you actually watch Sam Williams, you can see he cares when he plays. And fans lock onto that. Because that's another thing that's changed beyond all recognition up there at Bramall Lane is that, you know, they've lost games this season, but because they can see the team having mm-hmm. a go and doing all the things, you know, you what more do you want? If you're a fan, you're sat there in the crowd, you, you'll forgive an awful lot of a player if you look at them and think, do you know what, that's exactly what I'd be like if I was out there playing for Sheffield United or if I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday. I'd be behaving exactly the same way. And I think that that's the type of lad that Sam Winnell is. Yeah. I think fans look at him and see that. Yeah. And it, it helps to create that bond between you know a team and the terraces. Yeah. James is absolutely right. I tell you what, if, they, if Sam Winnell wasn't on loan at Derby, he'd be one of the first name's on the team sheet this Friday. For well, Wednesday. you know that he would absolutely he would, yeah, love... It, performing in front of, especially yeah. away from home yeah. against a crowd who's very much against him the vast majority of it if he could wind that crowd yeah. up but, but he's a, the thing is he'd love it he is, he's a workhorse mm. and, and I still now and I think Chris agrees with me that he's the best foil for Jordan Rhodes who we have not seen the best of he scored more goals than Jordan Rhodes has this season um, you know, I've scored more goals than Jordan Rhodes now now um, <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, yeah, leave it. <laughs> but this is it. Um, it's funny that in the absence of no Sam Winnell, who have we seen play more in the last six games? Atty knew you because of the fact that you know he is awkward to play against Wednesday. Okay, they're short of strikers, but he puts a shift in, and that's what again he gets. You know the fans going and that is what they want to see and they want to see that level of commitment and effort and I think sometimes that probably has been in question this season from Wednesday so yeah I, I, yeah Sam Whittle that if made, only but somebody that, had a real I mean, life, no? but, but this is it but at, at the time it sort of, you looked at it and you thought you could sort of see the sense of, of bringing no bringing Jacob Butterfield in in, they were light in midfield, but the more the season's gone on, it's just backfired on them. That 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 transfer is looking more and more inexplicable by the day. Nice to end on a positive. <laughs> yeah. uh, does anybody want to offer a prediction? I know James said he would rem- be remaining very much on the fence. Well, it's not on the fence. I've just yeah, no, got. I, I, I've just got this horrible. You know, this this is why I don't bet anymore, as well. 
I've just got if, if, if something I'm involved in I've just got this horrible nagging doubt that if no, I say yeah. something's good so I'm, uh, I'm anybody you, you, you said you were very doom and gloom so yeah, 2-0 United uh, and that's being conservative are you going to offer anything Dominic I, I have no basis to believe that this is actually what's going to happen but I, I actually think it, it's going to be one all and I, I think we'll, I think it's Wednesday New Man at a helm and I, I just expect them to lift themselves I do I, I actually think that they're going to rise to the occasion and I don't know what gives me that feeling but I, I just think I don't know either because they've shown but, but nothing to suggest that we'll see. hopefully they will have Jack Hunt Sam Hutchinson possibly somebody else fit for Friday that sound very likely they've got a mysterious ace in the hand that they're they do. well I'd expect I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Dom I'd expect Wednesday to improve in this game I don't mean that in terms no. of the game at Hillsborough, but in terms of the form coming yeah. into yeah. it. And I would expect them to improve. If they don't, there's there's yeah. serious problems. problems there. Yeah. yeah. So I I I I totally expect that they will improve because they've still got some good players at their disposal as well. And I <coughs> I don't think when you walk when they arrive at Bramall Lane, walk out into the crowd, you you know you you'd have to be pretty dim not to realise what that game's all about. And if you're a big game player. And he said, "There's there's big game players at Wednesday. You should you should thrive on that, feed on that." It's set up nicely. Very again, it's reverse psychology from my point of view. No, we will certainly see how this one pans out. Thank you. Did, well, did, did you get a prediction from James? No, no, no. Did give a prediction? I, I don't think I asked Danny for a prediction. Danny will say, "You know what? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll say you know." What are you saying? I don't know. I could. I can see all manner of things like what James has said. I could easily see it being nil nil. Yeah. And if I were forced for a prediction, I would go nil nil. Mm. I think United will win. Really. Win nil nil. They'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Although if it's nil nil, will be a win for Wednesday. I'm going to say Wednesday will win nil nil. I think if that uh, at the minute you would you'd probably call that a victory, but. Mm. Yes, so we'll see what happens on Friday night, and we might come back next week to review it. Pick Why not? Pick yeah, over it. it. Pick over Why it. not? But no, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you very much for your time for us. <laughs>